Hello, hello, hello. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome to my podcast. Tonight's episode, as promised on my promo, is going to be in Christ. In Christ. We know what it means for Christ to be in us, but do we really know what it means for us to be in Christ? My scripture text is coming from John 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 20. If you want to get your Bible out and go ahead and... Uh, and be there, uh, get there, and I'll uh, go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer. Dear God, we love you and thank you so much for all that you do. I'm thankful, dear God, tonight that I am in you and that you are in me. I'm thankful for that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And I'm thankful, dear God, for that cross being empty. I'm thankful, dear God, that you're a risen Savior today and that tomb is empty as well. I'm thankful for that blood that covers me. I'm thankful, dear God, that no matter how many times I let you down, that no matter how many times, Father, dear God, I sin, I'm covered under that blood and you don't see my sin. You see for you see the blood and I'm so thankful for that tonight and my prayer is always father dear God is that the Holy Spirit would lead God direct and be the teacher the speaker the preacher here tonight help me to evangelize this globe father dear God and let this podcast ring out all over the world and dear God I just pray right now if there's someone listening right now I know there's got to be someone out there that's lost I know father there's got to be someone out there that the Holy Spirit uh, is convicting them father dear God that they're uh, you know they've been uh, planting seeds in, in their hearts and they're, and then you're dealing with them, Father, dear God. And I just pray right now, Father, that today, tonight, right now, Father, dear God, that this would be something that, that would push them over the edge, Father, dear God, and help them, Father, dear Lord, to accept you by faith and what you did at the cross of Calvary by your bloodshed. And also pray for that person that's backslidden, Father, dear God, that, if, that has put you on a shelf that no longer has you first in their life, Father, dear God, that doesn't know what it means uh, to be in Christ, you know. So, Father, hopefully tonight uh, we'll, we'll make this uh, very clear for them, Father, dear God, and something I say. Uh, you know, dear God, would push them uh, back to a right relationship with you. And of course, always, dear God, I pray for that lost, I mean, that uh, person that's on the front line, that battlefield, Father, dear God, doing your will, that you would encourage them. You know, I just pray right now, dear God, you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour out a spiritual, physical, and a financial blessing upon them, Father. They just can't contain it, Father, dear Lord. And I'm going to give you all the praise. I'm going to give you all the honor, and I'm going to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. In Christ tonight, we're going to be looking at John chapter 14, verse 20, among uh, uh, with a bunch of other scripture thrown in here shortly, but at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, now this is Jesus speaking, and ye in me, and I in you. So Jesus is making it clear right now that he's in the Father and the Father's in him. He's making it clear that he's in us and we're in him as well. Now, most all Christians know exactly what it means for Christ to be in, in, in us. However, do we know what it means for us to be in Him, for us to be in Christ. Jesus told His disciples that He had to go away so the Comforter would come. John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send Him unto you. Now the Comforter has come, Jesus has died on the cross, He's risen to heaven, amen, and the Holy Spirit of God is with man. 
Once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior by faith, believing in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, immediately the Spirit of God sets up residency in your heart and is with you forever. It's there to lead, to guide, to direct, to comfort, to inform, and to convict us when we do wrong. The Holy Spirit will bring back to remembrance Scripture as well as many other things needed to help in time of need especially when witnessing to the lost. That's why it's essential. That's why it's paramount that we get in God's Word and that we're studying and that we memorize Scripture and that we know what God's Word says. The Holy Spirit is essential in witnessing, teaching, preaching, evangelizing, and even podcasting. I can't make a difference nor have any effect at all. Can't have any effect at all without the help of the Holy Spirit. This is why you hear me pray every time before I do a podcast and I say, I want the Holy Spirit to be the teacher. I want the Holy Spirit to be the preacher. I want the Holy Spirit to evangelize. I want it to be the speaker. Now, some call the Spirit an it, and this is not correct at all. He is the third person in the Trinity. The Father, which is God, the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, also known as truth, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Teacher, and the Spirit of God. You could say the Enabler, the one who helps get things, uh, helps us get things done. The Bible teaches us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 and, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Now we should be careful not to dismiss the Holy Spirit's promptings, and we should always be mindful of what we say, think, and do, knowing the Holy Spirit is with us. This verse, this verse also states that we are sealed, so this also puts to silence those who think you can be saved one day and lost the next. It says we are sealed into the day of redemption. When something is sealed, it can't escape. Amen. <laughs> the Holy Spirit also helps us with our gifts that God has given us. Evangelists, teachers, pastors, and so on. All the different, and we know there's many other gifts and that we could talk about. And the Holy Spirit will always speak truth. The Holy Spirit will never contradict God's Word. The Holy Spirit will never, never speak of itself. John 16, 13, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will shew you things to come. Excuse me about some coffee. Hmm. When in a service at church or anywhere in the Spirit is moving, we should never do anything to quench the Spirit of God. We should always allow God's Spirit to move freely and accomplish God's will. Now, Scripture teaches us that Jesus came not to glorify Himself. He came to glorify God, and God would bring glory to the Son, and God's Spirit will not glorify Himself. He will only speak of Jesus and glorify Him. I've said that John 8, uh, 54 and John 16, 13 speak of that. 
Now the Trinity of God all work together in perfect harmony, a cohesive unit that never acts independently. When Jesus came to earth and became a man, he was completely divine and completely man. When Jesus walked the earth, he did not do his own will. He did the will of the Father. Jesus walked in perfect union with the Father, always doing the Father's will. And we too must walk in perfect union with God the Father and Jesus the Son with the help of the Holy Spirit of God, that Spirit of Truth. King Asa had a heart that was bent towards God. Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord of God in 2 Chronicles 14.2. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. Asa had a right relationship with God. He obeyed God. He trusted God. And this can only be possible by Asa allowing him to be his God. Most all of Asa's reign was in peace because of the favor of God. Amen. I agree with that. I like peace, don't you? When the Ethiopians came up against Asa, he cried to God in faith, trusting in God for guidance and deliverance. 2 Chronicles 14.11 said, And Asa cried unto the Lord his God. Notice it was Asa's God. And he said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power? Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art God. Let not man prevail against thee. Wow, what a powerful, trusting prayer, full of faith. Is that you? <laughs> Can you say that about your prayers? This is who I want to be in battle with and how he can have such a great trust in this God. And how can he have such a great trust in this God? It is a relationship with this God that makes it possible. It is knowing ownership of his God. He states many times, O Lord, our God. Now walking with God, giving all glory to God, fully surrendered to God, trusting in God, and just knowing that He is God, all point to a right relationship which will always lead to success. Do you want success? Amen, you should. Now we may not always win the battle. However, the war has been won and success will always come when we walk with God and He walks with us. That may not be the success like you think, but when God's growing us up and spiritually maturing us, hey, that's success even when we have failures. Second Chronicles 15, 2 says, The prophet Azariah tells us, The Lord is with you while ye be with him. Notice that. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found. He will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. You know, God is never fooled. God is or mocked. He, he knows who his children are and who is following his guidance with their whole hearts. Verse 17 tells us, Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. 
The only way to have a perfect heart is to follow God completely, a full surrender. We know in the Old Testament the Spirit came and went, and Jesus had not died on the cross yet, so the Spirit of God had to be with Asa to accomplish great victories. When needed, and to have a great peace during his reign. Would you not say that Asa and God were on the same page? Amen. Our desires must be lined up with God's desires. This is the only way to assure victory. As you have heard me say, uh, say and pray in Jesus' name means to pray according to His will, not ours. And we can be confident that God will hear and answer our prayers. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desire of him. Now, all through the Bible, we find those that are blessed by God, accomplishing great and mighty things because of their relationship with God. Is having the right relationship with God the key? Is this what it means to be in Christ? Who can accomplish great, meaningful works that have lasting impacts on other people's lives without the help of God's Spirit, without the help of Christ, without the help of Almighty God? As stated earlier, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have a perfect union with each other, and we can only have success when we have a perfect union with them as well. When we make ourselves king and ruler in our own lives, we only thwart the will of God for our lives and, de and delay the blessings of God. God has to be king, and we must remember this daily. Jesus said in our opening text, I am in my Father. The key to finding out how we are in Christ might just be figuring out what it means that Jesus is in the Father. Jesus was sent from the Father. He told Martha in John 11:40, If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Jesus went on to pray in verse 41, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Verse 42, And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Did you catch that? It was because of the people that Jesus even spoke at all. Jesus knows exactly what the Father is thinking, and God knows exactly what Jesus is thinking, as to say they can read each other's thoughts, or to say that Christ is in the Father, and the Father is in Christ. Both working together on the same, on the same page, with the same purposes. Hey, Jesus knows our thoughts. Luke 5, Luke chapter 5, 21 and 22. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Verse 23 says, Whether is it e whether is easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee? 
or to say, rise up and walk. <laughs> up until now, only God could forgive sins, but now Jesus has the same forgiving power, and yes, Jesus has power to know our every thought. Mm, be careful of what you're thinking. Be careful of what you think about others. Be careful when criticizing others. Because, you know, they may not be able to hear you. <laughs> but Jesus knows and He hears everything. Jesus knew the will of the Father. Jesus had the right relationship with the Father. Jesus glorified the Father. Jesus had confidence in the Father. Jesus loved the Father. And Jesus had perfect coalescence, balance, coherence, symmetry, and unity with the Father. Jesus said that He and the Father are one. And this is how we know that Jesus was in the Father because the works, the miracles, and the love Jesus displayed could only be done if they were at one with each other. Now we too must be at one with Christ. It is not all about us or our will. His will be done. I'm going to, let me get the Bible out. Let me read John chapter 10 verses 24 through 38. Let's read that right quick. Let me get the Bible out. Uh, chapter 10. Starting in verse 24. Going to do a little bit of reading here. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Notice that. But ye believe us not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Hey, you can't lose your salvation. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. <laughs> Believe me. That's understanding right there. That's a big statement. That's knowing right now that Jesus Christ and the Father are one and they can only be in one when they're in each other. So could this just be that key? Is this how that we're in Christ? Hmm. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him and Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed, uh, shewed unto you from my Father. For, those, uh, for which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because thou, excuse me, because that thou being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, It is not written in your law, I said, Ye are gods. If he called them gods, and to whom the word of God came, and the scriptures cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world thou blasphemest because I said I am the son of God if I do not the works of my father believe me not but if I do though ye believe not me believe the works that ye may know and believe 
that the Father is in me and I in him. Wow. Hey, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We left off with me reading John chapter 10, 24 through 38. And right there at the end, Jesus made it clear that he and the Father were one. Jesus is in the Father. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in his self-sacrificing life. The proof is in he walked the walk. His actions always please the Father. And this can only be accomplished when they are in each other. We ought to take heed to that and understand that, that, that we can only accomplish think great and mighty things when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to take over in our lives. Uh, when we are in the Father and the Father's in us. See, uh, we have to be one. And I think that's uh, many reasons uh, why people don't get answered to their uh, answers to their prayers. They don't... Uh, they don't accomplish great and mighty things in their life. They don't have a work they're doing for God. They're as if they're sitting on the sidelines because they're not at one with the Father. And they're not obeying. They're not listening. You know, I've always said that, you know, that I got four points. We always need to be uh, praying to God. That's number one. We always need to, when we get through be, uh, praying, we need to listen to God. That's number two. And we need to read and meditate God's Word and, and, and obey it. You know, so it's it's read, it's listen, it's 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 pray and it's obey. Got to have those ingredients, got to have those in the mix there. And, and you know, it's got to be about his will and not ours. Jesus did not want to go through all the pain and suffering that led him to the cross and all that transpired at the cross. And in the garden, he prayed Luke 2242 saying father if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine will be done <laughs> we know that jesus was in the father by his willingness to accept painful and gruesome circumstances his willingness to accept god's will and not his own and jesus also prayed in John chapter 17 for himself and for his disciples. This is a very good chapter to read, study, and to meditate on. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pull the Bible out here again. Let's go ahead and read uh, John chapter 17. Give me just a moment here. John chapter 17 says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. And thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should uh, give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Can you say that? 
And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I'm going to skip down to verse 19. It says, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. You know, that's Jesus praying for you today. Jesus wants you to believe on him through other people's word. And you know, we have the written word of God right here in front of me. You know, and there's many of stores that you can go to now and buy a Bible. And I know a lot of people love these Bible apps and these uh, scripture on their computer and stuff. And I, I also have the same. I will uh, not deny that. But let me tell you, there's something about holding the God's written word in your hand. And there's also something about having Bibles on your shelf. Why? Because I believe that there's going to be a day that this internet and these phone apps are going to be twisting things around. And I'm pretty sure that you're going to find that the, the true word of God will be distorted it'll be taken away from and added to so it's also it's a very good idea to have the written word of god with you but verse 20 neither pray i for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one notice that as thou father art in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Hey, it's nice to know, it's comforting to know right now that Jesus is in me and that I am in him. That God the Father is in me and I'm in him. And that his Holy Spirit is filling me right now, enabling me to do and accomplish all the things needed. And I am to be like the Holy Spirit. I don't need to speak of myself. The Holy Spirit's a guide, right? And that guide is telling you exactly how to act. The Holy Spirit says it'll never speak of itself. It'll always glorify the Father and the Son. And let me tell you something. That's exactly what we should do. Hey, if you uh, if I you see me do something good, hey, praise God. If you enjoy this podcast, hey, praise God. Anything that I do, if, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior through something that I said, amen, amen, glory, hallelujah, but praise be to God. All praise be to God. Hmm. Let me read that again. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Is that the key? Just being one with God? I and them and thou and me, that they may be perfect, or excuse me, that they may be made perfect in one. See, you can't have that perfection without it. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am 
that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me. Amen. And I have declared unto them that thy name, and I will declare it, that the love wherein thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Amen. See, Jesus is in me, and I'm in him. The love of Christ is in me. That's how I can go up to a perfect stranger and knock on their door and tell them I love them, and that I care about them, and that I'll deeply, sincerely pray about them, or for them. Now, how could this be possible except the Holy Spirit is with me, except God be in me and I in Him? As you can see, Jesus is in the Father, and the Father is in Him. Jesus prayed that we would be the same. Verse 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect, perfect, perfect in one. Can't have perfection without it. Hey, you want to accomplish great and mighty things like I've said before? You got to be at one. You got to be at perfect union. You got to be at perfect harmony with the Father and the Son. That means simply, it's just as simple as just listening and obeying the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit of Truth. Jesus, if you notice, tells God in verse 24, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. Uh-oh. Where I am? Now, where's Jesus? He's at the right hand of the Father, right? Now, how am I going to be there? Now, this may be hard to understand, but this takes place in the moment we accept faith. We accept, by faith, Jesus Christ. How can we know that we are in the Father? That we are in Christ? When our actions, our words, and our lives glorify Jesus Christ in the Father, when we seek to do His will and not our own, when we love each other, even our enemies, when we pray for others than our, more for others than ourselves, when we decrease and He increases, when we stand strong amidst adversity, when we trust God for everything, when we joy in tribulations, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, when our faith is unwavering, when we view everything as coming from God, when we cease from fretting, when we pray without ceasing, when we meditate day and night in God's Word, when we understand Jesus is King and we are His servants, when we when we understand God is the creator of everything, when we do not doubt God's living word, when we walk daily with Him, when we look to help others in need, when we evangelize the gospel truth, when we conform completely to be 100% Christ-like, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 1, 4, and 5, according as He hath chosen us in Him, before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. 
having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Romans 8, 29, for whom he, uh, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now that we are looking at, Excuse me. Now that we are looking at Paul's writings, no one has used the phrase or term in Christ more than the Apostle Paul. So let's dive into what he has to say on the matter. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So if we're going to be in Christ, everything should be new. Old things are passed away. You're, you're not going to, no longer want to hang out at the bar. You're no longer going to want to watch the things that you used to watch and do the things you used to do. You're going to have a new conversation about you. You're going to have a new life. You're going to have a joy of getting up in the morning. Your desire is going to be to pray to God. Your desire is going to be to open His Word. Sure, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Sure, we're going to sin. But when we do, we're going to ask for forgiveness immediately. And we're going to pick ourselves up. We're going to keep going forward. We're not going to let Satan keep us down and defeated and depressed because of oh, and wallowing in our sins and thinking that God can't use us. Hey, every man on this earth is a sinner. Every man has fallen. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus said, ye without sin cast the first stone. So, hey, let me tell you right now, when you make a mistake, when you fall short, when you miss the mark, pick yourself up. Ask for forgiveness. God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. With a smile on your face, knowing that you're forgiven, knowing that you're in Christ, and that you're already seated in heavenly places. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself. We are new creatures in Christ, no longer desiring the things of old, but looking forward in Christ, doing His will. Amen. Romans 6, 8 says, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. To be in Christ means that when he died on the cross for our sins, we died with him. We died to the old man, and as he is alive today, amen, we now live in him. He is risen, and we have risen with him. We are no longer defeated. We are no longer in a state of, of, of sin that, that can't, uh, you know, the blood has covered us now, and we are free from that. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. And that ought to make you want to live free. Colossians 2.12 says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. We are all one in Christ. We are all one in Christ Jesus. 
Galatians 3, 26 through 29, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. We are clothed with Christ. We are baptized with Christ. We are dead to sin in Christ. And we are raised to new life with Christ. And to be in Christ means that we will conduct ourselves in the proper manner. We will live in a way that is pleasing to Jesus. Sure, we will still sin. However, we will be quick to get forgiveness and press forward, not letting Satan keep us down and defeated. As I've said, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no, excuse me, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. No condemnation. None. Paul spoke to those in Rome, Corinth, Philippi, Colossae, Thessalonica, Galatia and Ephesus, all that accepted Christ Jesus, and he noted out that despite their shortcomings and failures, they were all in Christ. So what does it mean to be in Christ, you may say again? Well, I could go back and read all this again, <laughs> if you want, and go back over everything. But I think I'll just sum it up like this. That we are in Him. All believers are in Christ just like He is in us. We are at oneness. Being unified with Christ. Being in perfect harmony with Christ. And in perfect union with Christ. Now I know it benefits us greatly no one's going to deny this to have Christ in us. To know that the Holy Spirit resides in us. For we can do nothing. We can't have success without Him being in us. However, what does it benefit Christ that we are in Him? You know, we may not never know in this life. Hmm. But it just may be as simple as this. It pleases Christ for us to be in Him. It pleases Christ for us to be at one with Him. It pleases Christ to, uh, for us to be at perfect union with Him. It pleases Christ when we obey Him. It pleases Christ when we read about Him and study and meditate in His Word. It pleases Christ when we witness for Him and glorify Him. It pleases Christ when we pray to Him. It pleases Christ when we obey. Listen pleases Christ when He sticks out of us. When people can't help but to see Him in us. It pleases Christ when we get alone with Him. It pleases Christ when we desire nothing, nothing of this world, but only Him.
This can't be possible. We can't have success. Amen, glory, hallelujah, praise God. For his perfect setup, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, everything is perfect. Awesome, everything's great. And we can't have this. We can't have success. We can't be prosperous. We can't be blessed. We can't make a difference in people's lives unless we're at perfect union with God. Unless He's in us and we're in Him. It pleases Christ. It pleases the Father that we are in them. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Hey, I want you to uh, share this podcast with family and friends and loved ones and everyone because, you know, I'm trying to get the gospel truth around the globe here. And I've got my new website on WordPress. It's he's got the whole world in his hands ministry.com. Uh, you can find my podcast on there now. And it's, that's all that written out. That's a long dot uh, com there, isn't it? He's got the whole world in his hands ministry.com. That's what I got. I also got my personal website, www.sgibson132.com. And I say personal, but that's, you know, it's, he's got the whole world in his hands ministry website. And I got my YouTube account, Stacy Gibson132. Uh, go on there and subscribe and check out uh, the videos and like them and uh, help help me because the more that gets out there, the more, believe me, uh, the more it's promoting the podcast and, and getting things going. And hey, if you got a prayer request or if you got a need, you know, that maybe I can help and understand that I, I'm very limited in resources right now because I'm still just a baby ministry just getting off the ground. But I'm at sgibson132 at comcast.net. That's sgibson132 at comcast.net. Email me and let me know what you think. Tell me about the podcast. Tell me your likes and dislikes. Give me some feedback and uh, put your prayer request in. And like I said, if, if there's something I can do for you, I will do my best. But I know I got people, believe it or not, in India and, and other places, uh, Uganda and other places, they want me to just send them money to help feed the children. And, you know, I'm, you know, I really would love to do that. And, I, you know, but I want them to understand. I want you to understand that if I can't visit you and check you out, make sure because there's so many scams going on out there today and I know right now I'm listening and praying to God about every uh, request that I get and I want to make sure that I'm doing God's will and believe me when God gives me the liberty to to free up and give I will do just what he says for me to do but hey let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick here I'm running out of time I think uh, but let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you, and I thank you, Father, dear God. Thank you for your spirit. I thank you that we are in each other. I'm thankful that the Father's in me, and I'm in him. I'm thankful that the Son's in me, and I'm in him. And I'm thankful for your Holy Spirit, that comforter, that guider, that spirit of truth that is in me now, for I could do nothing without the help of the Holy Spirit. And, and I don't want to give praise to the Holy Spirit. I want to give praise all to you, Jesus. I want to give praise, honor, and glory to God, the God Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahshua, I want to give you praise, honor, and glory, and uplift you because I want to be just like the Spirit. I want to be just, I want to be 100% totally Christ-like, Father, dear God. And I know that I, the only way that this can be accomplished is if I'm in Christ, if you're in me and I'm in you. And I'm thankful for that. And I do pray right now, Father, dear God, 
that something I've said tonight would touch and change lives. I pray that there's a backslider getting restored right now in Jesus' name. I pray that there's a lost person getting saved right now in Jesus' name. And I pray right now there's encouragement going out to every believer that is listening. Now, dear God, I pray that you would help me to spread this podcast all over the world, Father, dear God. And dear God, I'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Now, thank you, Jesus for dying on that cross for my sins. I thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Help me to never forget that. Help me to always teach and preach and evangelize the cross of Jesus Christ, that empty cross and that empty tomb. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Uh, glory, hallelujah. What an awesome episode tonight, and I'm thankful for you listening. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time. God bless.